Welcome everybody to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the story of Dinah from the book of Genesis, chapter 34. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. Welcome to Bible on the Rocks. Let's go around the horn and say who's here. Yeah. My name is right. Jeremy Spittle. Yeah. I was previously drinking uh, Buffalo Trace whiskey, and now I'm drinking that sweet, sweet water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> drinking what you might call water, too. A lot of water goes into it. It's beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but who uh, are you? I've been focusing on Southern Tier. Uh, my name's Jameson. Jameson stuff. So you might hear that name a little later on when somebody's talking about it. Um, <laughs> with what you're drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was very confused. I didn't get also. that. I'm well, Brett Hinky. I'm drinking Dogfish Ale Fort, which is uh, ale brewed with raspberry juice. It's very sweet. You're all with the fruit. You're with the fruit, aren't you? I am a little fruity. I would have figured raspberries to be tart. Ooh. Mm. I that. That is valid. I do like a raspberry tart. I'm far and away. Sorry. All right. So, I'm uh, Joshua Perius. I am drinking Jameson on the rocks. First Bible on the rocks. In a Yeti Yeti cup. Yeah. And I'm going to be telling the story tonight. Awesome. Can I ask you, though? Yes. How often do you go with Joshua as opposed to Josh? Yeah, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Oh, did I say Joshua? You did say Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty rarely. He's but getting I mean, ready for the Bible it's story. It's my full name, oh. yeah. Yeah, I mean, all right. Joshua, son of none. <laughs> That's a dumb joke there for my dad, but I'll just let that one go. But yeah. <laughs> son of none, um, yeah. yeah. Why is it a joke? I mean, well, because you actually... used to say, um, did you know that uh, any a person in the Bible who had no mother? And you're like, what? He goes, yeah, Joshua, son of none. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like eight years old, like, whatever. That's <laughs> lame. Nice. Uh, oh, Andrew Paris, senior. Yes. I don't know. See, I guess, yeah. Is yeah. that what it was? It skips it a generation, so I don't know if it really is, yeah. but yeah. yeah. The the elder. I love that you have this appreciation of him and his dad jokes now, because oh, it sounds like he has a million of them. Oh. Yes, a million. And a million. I appreciate that you remember them. Yes. yes. Well, because I've heard them over and over again. <laughs> and um, that we've, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I love my dad. But it was like, he he has like 40 or 50, like pretty good stories. But he's told them to me probably a hundred times. Yeah. So like, I remember all through my youth and like, even like as an adult, like I'll be at a party with my dad, like, and someone will say something and I'll know exactly what story he's going to tell. And he starts to tell it. And as he's gotten older, he like starts to fumble a little bit on what it is, and I have to, and I can though fill in, and be like, "No, it's uh, Bill DeFreeze, you're your best man." And he's like, "Oh, right, right, right." And then he like, goes like <laughs> "That's pretty awesome." <laughs> is this? Is it like Big Fish? You know the movie? Oh Big Fish? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not they're not, they're not as good as yeah. that, yeah. But I mean, some of them are pretty crazy. I mean, it's there's been a. I, in fact, I remember thinking in like my twenties when I started having children, like I need to go out and do some crazy shit because my dad had amazing stories that he told me when I was a kid. 
kid. And I'm like, and I just not have had that life. And I need something to be like telling my children that they'll be like, wow, my dad was nuts, you know, but it's like, no, it hasn't, hasn't quite happened. But yeah, great things. Left. Well, yeah, now you I mean, can just, add podcasting to, there you go. to your right. list. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually time. an amazing lead in because today we're going to talk about the patriarchy. Yes. With Jacob. Jacob. Yes. Jacob. Yeah. So, but I think we should have a disclaimer here. This is going to be a very sensitive topic. And definitely we at Bible on the Rocks are not experts on scripture. We're laymen struggling with it just like everybody else. So have some grace for us. Trying to be sensitive. Especially Thank since you. we have no MDivs here today. Right. So we, nah, we're yeah, definitely we the layman. We are yeah, MDivless. Right. right. Yes. Now, with that caveat, I might go a slightly different way from my opening. Ooh. But I totally, everything Brett just said is true. <laughs> but this is my second time that it didn't get deleted telling the story. And I'd like to open with like a little bit of a, a catch, like a hook to get people interested. Right. So... Mm-hmm. I think last time I did uh, Onan and uh, I forget who the other. I think that one actually did Tamar. not get deleted, though. No, that's the one that made it. But yeah, I mean, I think no, I did it one It's actually in the trailer. That's in the trailer. Yes. So like, you know, the little, the, the lead in of like, do you know a story? Blah, blah, blah. So this one I was thinking. So rape, violence, bloodshed and penis mutilation. mutilation. Oh, let's try that one more time. Mm. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> rape, violence, bloodshed and penis mutilation. Never thought you'd hear that in a Bible story. So, I mean, to me, that's like the craziness of this story. Anyway. It is. So, let's go. Mm. All right. So, this is called, uh, we're just going to call it the story of Dinah. Sometimes it's referred to as the rape of Dinah. But already that's like pretty, you know, centralization or a lot of central. Oh, my God. I can't talk to me. That's all right. You I'm can't think of job. the English word for it. It's fine. Yes. Mm. That's right. I'm, I'm just going back to the Hebrew and I keep yeah, forgetting. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Dinah. So, it's about 4,000 years ago. So, um, kind of setting the stage and where we are in sort of, this is in Genesis, comes from Genesis uh, 34. Um, and so, to set it in the stage of the um, of the patriarchs, you have Abraham, who's like the father of the whole Jewish nation, right? You have, um, hopefully people know who that is, and that's good orientation. So, Abraham, he has Isaac as his son. Isaac has uh, two sons uh, that we focus on, Jacob and Esau. Um, Jacob, you know, kind of steals the birthright, becomes the lead, uh, son there. Jacob has 12 sons. So this is a story about, um, Jacob's sons and one of his daughters, um, in that time. So again, about 4,000 years ago. Um, all right. So, so in the, in the time, so Jacob is moving with his children. They're, they're moving about Canaan, um, kind of setting up, uh, the shop in different places. They're in the area of, uh, Shechem. Which is the name of a town, but that'll be confusing the story because it's also the name of a person. Yeah, straight yeah, out of crazy. Shechem. Straight out of Shechem. That's oh. what I was trying to remember. That I thought that was something we talked about another that's time. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about straight out of Shechem. Yeah, yes, that was something we said. Straight out of Shechem in another. Uh, yeah, it's a popular town then. It was. So Shechem, actually, I looked yeah. into the uh, uh, like just um, archaeology, if if you will, and there's like a decent amount of there's other historical references to Shechem besides in the Bible. There's a lot of other corresponding or, or corroborating sort of history and yeah. archaeology about Shechem. So Shechem was a decent-sized town, um, city later. I think at the time of this story, based on what we'll talk about coming up, I'm going to guess it's more like in a couple of hundred people. But I think later on it becomes a big city. At one point it is actually, I think, a, um, a capital of uh, Judah 
or um, parts of Israel. So it's not not in like Jerusalem, like I mean, major, it's in major Canaan, capital. So but they, yeah, so it yeah. ends up being a city later on. And the Shechemites, they're the ones that live there. Shechemites. Yes. Well, I think they yeah they descend from the the um that's one of Noah's sons, I think, right? Is Shechem? No, Shem. That's where Semite comes from. Yes, which is the Jewish people. Correct. So um, you're way off. I have been doing like I've been going from the, <laughs> which is normal. For this. So from uh, I'm going through the whole Bible and reading it right now um, as a part of a daily like devotional thing, and just finished Exodus. And it's funny I didn't realize how many times they list all the people of the Canaanites over and over again, and it's oh. like the Jebusites and the um, Parasites, Parasites and, and right, they have the like, like, right, right, like, the, yeah. like, yeah, 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 just say the people of Canaan. It's like, <laughs> right. and I feel bad. Like, <laughs> the this, is all, this is all written down by hand. You know how many times somebody had to write that whole list of people's names because they made multiple copies of the Bible? And right, mm. anyway. That's all a right. pain, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, And then they're like, ah, misspelled it. Right, no. start again. This whole page is out. <laughs> Parasites has two Zs. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had a photocopier. Right, yeah. Yeah. I bet that's what they said. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so uh, what are we talking about? So we have Jacob and his sons and his daughters, and one of his daughters' names is uh, Dina. Dinah. Dinah, sorry. And it's Dinah. And they are um, living they're, – they're outside this town of Shechem. And, uh, the, and the sons are all there and, and Dinah goes into the town of Shechem to meet with the women there and, um, and, and kind of just hang out. So while she's there, and she's the daughter, sorry, of Jacob and his wife, Leah, I think you might have mentioned that. So of Leah, um, anyway, so she goes out into the town to visit some women while she's there. She is seen by, um, this man named Shechem, who is the prince kind of of the of the lord of the city right so the king or whatever the city i guess is hamor his son is shechem also of the town of shechem or city of shechem and he sees dinah and decides he would really wants her so he takes her and um there's lots of different translations of this but effectively takes her and sleeps with her and humbles her or or um I think the other word is like uh, humiliates her, defiles. So, defiles, right? So there's like a lot of wording around. He, he kind of takes away her honor, if you will, because she some is have a young. Some interpreted it as rape. Yes, and then sometimes it's called rape, right? And so yeah. some people, I I've less seen rape in the actual text, but more in the description of the story. Like this is the rape of Dinah story, and in the story they say he took her and humbled her and defiled her, and so so he clearly like out of like wedlock and any of the normal sort of norms takes her. Likely by force, but it's not clear. Either way, he breaks the the norms of the time. Like, the Bible is written by men. Yes. So, we probably don't have a woman's perspective to go by. Correct. So, take it for what it's worth. You know, the translation. Right, Or or however it was written. Now, the kind of the... That's already... So, already a horrible start to the story, right? So, bad stuff is really happening. Now, it takes a weird turn in the sense that Shechem... It says that his heart is drawn uh, to Dinah, and he is uh, speaks tenderly to her, and he like actually seems to fall in love with her after he has taken her in this way, and decides he really wants her as his wife, and so he wants to marry her now that he's done this to her. So I don't know, but I mean, there's no indication that she's pregnant, but either way, he he does this thing and he decides <clears throat> he really cares about her, or loves her, or he wants her as his wife. Either way, so he decides he wants to try to marry her, um, and so. He he sends um, Hamor, his father, 
goes to Jacob and says, Hey, this thing happened. You know, my son has, has taken your daughter or defiled your daughter. I'm not sure exactly the language there. Um, but either way, he, he, he goes and says to him, he goes, and, but he's, you know, effectively smitten with her and now wants to marry her. You know, what, what would it take, um, for this marriage to go through? And so Jacob initially in a kind of odd way just says, um, I don't know. And just sort of like doesn't respond, doesn't answer. He's very passive, right? Cause his sons are off in the fields and they say, so he like doesn't really respond. The sons come here. What happened? And they get really angry. And, and this is someone, I had three sisters. I could totally understand this, right? So they get super angry about the fact that he is, you know, um, kind of, uh, either at the, at the bare minimum, like sort of hurt her honor and, and, def- and, you know, defiled her from a sort of like a, uh, an honor perspective. And at the very most extreme, just outright, you know, forcibly raped her. So either way, they're really, really angry about this. And they come back filled with rage about the whole thing. And so, um, there's this kind of conflict and a little bit and there's tension and Haymore and I think Shechem then is now involved in the conversation also says, listen, I really, really want to sleep with her. I mean, sorry, I really, I really did sleep with her. I really, really want to marry her and I want her to be part of the wedding. Let's all, um, let's, well, and this will be a great first start for us to kind of create a, you know, an alliance between our two, um, families where, you know, you guys can stay in the land. We'll, mar- you, you know, we'll take your daughters in marriage. You take our daughters in marriage. We, we sort of share in business and you can buy property here and it'll make everybody sort of economically improve and, and be better. This will be great. And, you know, and the custom at the time was, you know, you would pay a dowry or a bride price when you, when you married a woman. So like, would name your price, whatever it is for the marriage, I will pay it because I really, really want to marry her. And I think probably on some level he was feeling guilty about what he had done. You know, he had done something wrong. So he wanted to like make up for it. So he's like, you know, name your price. I'll, I'll, I'll pay it. And, uh, so interesting. The sons of Jacob, not unlike Jacob, the deceiver, right? Whose, his name means like pulling your leg or whatever. Right? Yeah. But so, Jacob seems into it, right? Right. That's the thing is weird. Is Jacob is just like not upset that this happened to his daughter. It seems like from the, from the text. Right. Jacob, Jacob seems to understand I'm in a foreign land. Yeah. And you let me settle here, and I see there's, there's in some ways positives to this, right? So right, like maybe this will bring us together. Yeah, it reduces the chances of violence, and also I think the um, it kind of goes back a little bit. I can't remember if Jacob was part of this too, but more like the Abraham way of like, hey, that's not my wife, it's my sister. Like anything, just to like keep the <laughs> yeah, peace, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. Like yeah. I'm afraid mm-hmm. you're gonna kill me. So similarly, Jacob seems very shrewd, maybe, and he's just like, I don't want to like overreact and cause conflict here. But the brothers are are not like that at all. They're like, they're very angry. But they they're smart and deceptive. So they say, well, listen, we can't intermarry with you unless you're circumcised like us, because you know we're all circumcised in the covenant. We can't intermarry and become part of the same group unless you also circumcise all the men of your household, and then you can be kind of one with us in that way. And then we'll start to intermarry in this whole like wow. sort of intersection. <clears throat> Sounds you- like they got a little snippy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. You've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> That's where the, um, the penis mutilation comes in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, because they're adults. Right. Because yeah, it's like normally. Yeah. You- so imagine if you've, you've had your foreskin for decades. Right. Potentially. Yeah, right. And someone's like, You've probably uh, pretty attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like this little guy here. Yeah. Uh, what if we cut that off? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, 
<laughs> so interesting. So they, they pitch it out. And surprisingly, Snippy. I mean, Snippy. this is where it's like a little, I mean, to me, I got a little conf- not confused by this story, I'll say. Because like the kind of like, on one hand, you're like, oh, this bastard just grabs some woman off the street and rapes her. Like, oh my gosh, it's horrible. But then it's like, what happened that this guy is now so in love or whatever with this woman that he's like, I'll pay you any amount to marry her. Um, you know, what you want me to like cut my penis? Sure. I'm going to yeah. do that and I'm going to talk everybody I know into cutting their penises in order to make this marriage work. It's like, wow. That's it like doesn't fit with like, it, it doesn't fit with what we know about people who actually rape women. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is why, I mean, and that's why I'm like, do, I'm very do you think he was, this. uh, repentant maybe? So I, I, that's what I can't tell. For I'm a little conflicted on either. He's I mean, re- I, he's I re- think probably back then, unfortunately, it probably happened a lot. I mean, I would think that people, men would take advantage of situations well, even, even and with, women, but not like then afterwards kind of want to pursue a relationship. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. daughters, women, whatever, they were pretty much treated as property. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But similarly, I mean, also because of the, the rules that used to like, you know, it was very like, well, a woman had to wait till they were like sort of purchased or arranged into their marriage and then they would have <laughs> sex. There wasn't like a lot of romantic love. So also I think the idea that, you know, you know, Dinah might have been just like a woman on her own who like met this guy and maybe who was like a prince and he was like really cool and things happened. But like you would get in huge trouble for that. So that would be considered almost like a rape or defilement no matter whether she was in, like voluntary or not because it's wrong in the culture. Right. So, I mean, and that's where I think, you know, because of his response afterwards, maybe because I'm looking at it from a person like I can't even mentally like get my head around like rape. So I don't really understand like how one thing which seems like a horrible violent you know like um violation of somebody how then afterwards that person might then go ah actually i really care about this person and i want to be with them but maybe it's more like i took this thing and i want to keep it and then that's maybe more like what's happening i don't know it's but very- this is where i think uh this is pretty difficult for us right so there's uh i think i think jeremy's point was um women were in in and I don't know if that's the full explanation, but where women were in some ways property. So, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of social implications here. So, so maybe, I mean, it's possible and I don't know, cause we weren't there. So we're, we're just trying to, trying to interpret it, but maybe Dina or Dinah and, right. um, Shechem. Shechem, maybe it was, maybe it was consensual, but the social mores at the time did not allow for that. Right. And so, and this is what's so difficult about this story is like Shechem is not a completely evil person. Right. It's like he did this, but then he seems to want to do the right thing. Exactly. And he tries, and this is why this story is so difficult, (laughs) for instance, (laughs) because it seems like he's saying, all right, I understand, like, I understand with your people, this is a big deal. So I'm, I'm trying to work with you. Right. So this happened. Right. I'm trying to work with you to figure out how do we make this work with you all. And th- this is a really difficult story. I'm not well, yeah, kidding. I mean, this it is, is crazy. I, unfortunately, we're all dudes here. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of, you know, looking at it at, you know, yeah, he's trying to redeem himself. But, I mean, it would be interesting to have, like, a female take. Would they think the same way about the story, you know? Right. 
the, and the problem is it's such a male centered culture that yeah. there's no like in the narrative there's no explanation of really Dinah's point of view of the whole thing at all yeah. she's yeah. literally uh-huh. just like the either the victim or the property or the whatever like there's not like and she was really upset about it or yeah. you know she wasn't or you know like you don't really know you know I was reading or at least Tamar you had like a good insight into Tamar's like mind and her, right. her point of view like Dinah has no sort of but even with no Tamar indication. she's in a patriarchal society so she's right. thinking don't do this but I could imagine if I was a woman I I don't want to marry my rapist right exactly so that's where I think and, and we can dive into this later but maybe it was rape maybe it wasn't right I mean we can talk about that yeah yeah but here's here's the here's the weird thing is we got to put it in context right yeah. so Jewish culture I think even at the time was very progressive for the time right compared to our time not particularly progressive right but think about the situation they were in. At least there's some sort of like you've got to do something for this person because if if you defile them in a sense, right, then they're no longer a virgin. They can no longer be married to someone right. from Jacob's family or, right. or the Jewish side of things. And so now they're kind of in a sense outside. Right. And so we need to ensure this person is taken care of. Right. There's almost an economic sort of like restitution. Right. Yeah. So I feel like Shechem, and, and I know you're not done with the story, but I feel yeah. like Shechem's actually trying to address that. Right. And actually is, this yeah. is, this is, so, this is why we had the disclaimer of the bean. This right, is very right. difficult. It's a very difficult story. But so, to that point, be, oh, sorry, yeah. I was just saying, because in case there's someone who doesn't know the story, even though we, you know, like, let me try to get through the quick narrative and then, because I think there's a lot to unpack it. Okay. I talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's do that. But I think it's right. hard to do without yeah. actually getting to the final narrative. But I don't want to take yeah. away the so the shock value for people who might not have heard the story. It's shocking yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely shocking. And and I read some commentaries that that it's it's very shocking because Shechem, if if you think about it as rape, right? Shechem does this thing, but then seems like a person that wants to like atone, be right. be very like. I don't, I don't know. Collaborative is not the word, but but very like understanding of Jewish culture and, and is trying to figure this out because of what happened. That's not the profile for a rapist, right? Yes. Exactly, and that's the part. So that it's I a very with. difficult story, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So as I said, the I deceivers, just, right? Oh, sorry. I just want to say, I just hope that the Shechemites don't get cut off. Oh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> So so far, <laughs> so far we've only gotten to the tip of the story. Uh, uh, a- <laughs> <laughs> let's focus on the, the so male the, uh, genital let's, mutilation. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's let's cut through all the, oh, all the extra oh. stuff and get right to the meat of things here. All right, so. Let's make this story just a little bit shorter. <laughs> um, all right, so let's remove the hood. And, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right, so deceivers. So the so the brothers say, all right, listen, if we're going to intermarry and make this thing work, you got to go circumcise all of the men in your household uh, and your like whole community, and then maybe we can work this out. And or not even maybe they promise that then we'll work this out. We'll marry your daughters. Marry that our sounds daughters. terrible. Everything will be great. If yes. I'm uncircumcised, circumcision sounds like a terrible thing. Right. 
Which shows, though, they're very committed because they go, uh, all right, that sounds good. They go back to the city of Shechem. It's crazy. All the men. Not just Shechem, right? All the men. Yeah, so Shechem and his his dad, they go back to the city of Shechem. That's outrageous. They they pull almost like a meeting of all the the men in town at the gate and say, hey – these people are here visiting, you know, Jacob and all his family. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I want, yeah, yeah, I want to marry right. one of their daughters yeah. that I happen to maybe have raped or slept with either way. Okay, um, right, and listening. the one, uh, condition is we all have to get circumcised, which, hey, slow down everybody in I'm case sorry, you know what, what that means. That means we have to cut off the foreskin of our penises. <laughs> and then we're gonna, it's like, but don't worry, this will be a great idea for all of us because, They'll, their flocks will stay here. And effectively, he, he makes a selling point to the town. Like, this will sort of improve the economy of like the whole area because we'll have these extra people part of our group. And at this point, it seems like, you know, you have city states, right? Yeah. And kind of thing. It's like, yeah. you have more money, more animals, more people. You're, you're more secure. So everyone's like, sure, let's do that. We're going to bring these two groups together. He said and, something about like, oh, and, and their flocks are going to eventually become, become our, our flocks. Right. And yeah. I think that, and that's what I interpret as the idea of is like, like they're going to join our like little city state, if you will, or a little princedom here, or kingdom. And we're going to be more powerful than we would have been yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. Which is a good selling point. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're talking to a group of guys about cutting the foreskin off their right. penises. Yeah. You've got to have you a got really it. strong yeah, you, selling you, point. Right. You've got I mean, and to bring point, it. Right. I mean, there's. I a mean, lot I'm of... already circumcised, but I'm thinking if there's a knife anywhere near my penis, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as an adult, yes, you've got to have a strong economic incentive, right? right. Yes. And you want that dude to well, have a steady hand. And interestingly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they explain. Well, I don't know if that's part of the story. That's how steady the guy's like hand a, was. Like a rabbi and a bris to come in and do. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know I, how I, it goes. I, but I don't know. They're like, who's got the sharpest rock? No. Um, <sighs> but the. Uh, the other thing is like so these little towns, right? You got to think they're they're kind of insulated. So the other selling point might have been because there's a lot of talk of well, you marry our daughters and we'll marry your daughters, right? And so a lot of that's been kind of happening, probably like second cousinish family things. And so that's another selling point is they'll have this broader sort of mating right. pool, gene pool. Yep. Do you think they yeah. even yeah. thought about that? Like, I don't know because all... I feel like they mentioned it a few times. They're like, and the, we'll marry their daughters, and 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 uh, they'll marry our daughters. And yeah, kind of like. But a, is that a signal of? I mean, so even when we think about, we're not worried um, about inbreeding, but but even like in the, I mean, a long time from then, there's the whole countries in and before we get to the Americas, but like Europe, right? So there was like, you marry our. So the royal marriage yes, the exchanging of hostages almost, right? It's, and it's almost yeah. like the royal marriage is like it combines our countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, is I mean, is that kind of what we're after here? Where it's basically like, so we're all one now. Right. We're all buddies. Yeah. So Jacob, you've got a you've got twelve sons. Right. Concubines, you know, slaves, servants, all those things. It's probably you're, like, you're pretty probably huge. Like four or five hundred people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're yeah. pretty huge. So we're working on combining <laughs> with you. Right. And Shechem's a pretty big deal. Right. The city's named after him. Yeah. And he's Or the, was he named the after way. the city? Yeah. Could oh, be. man. Damn. I didn't name it the city. I mean, so you're a pretty big deal. So we're like, you know, we want to combine with you. I mean, right. it's almost kind of like that. Yes. So that's a pretty big deal. Right. 
And so it seems like it makes sense and it's like valuable. And, and also like, right, there's that um, sort of sociological study that like in little areas when like they get to the point where they have too much men and not enough women, they go attack somebody usually in order to get access to like marriageable, like marriage age Which females. Which will come up later right. in this story. Right. Well, I mean, and that becomes like part of the thing is like, so maybe that's the other thing. They're like, well, we've been in our little town for a while and we could use some other people. And hey, they have this group that's passing through and we want them to join us. But anyway, so they, they, the, so Shechem agrees to this. He goes back to his town. He, he convinces everybody else in Shechem that this is what they're going to do. And so they all go off every male in the whole city and they circumcise themselves or they circumcise each other, whatever whatever weird party that is. But, um, and that is, that is the worst party I've ever been to. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like someone says, Hey, come over to our house. We're going to cut off your foreskin off your penis. That's a terrible party. That's the worst party ever. Where do you live? Cause I'm going the other direction. Exactly. Sure. You're like, yeah, where's, uh, Jericho? I'd rather go live there now. Yeah. Um, But, but the, but I think the point is the economic advantage, like right. Jacob and his sons, which are, is it 12 at this point? Yes. I don't remember. Oh, is or maybe 12? 11. This is right before Joseph's born, I think. So there's only 11 sons. Well, then Benjamin's born after oh, Joseph. Oh, sorry. So yeah, 10 but, then. So it'd be yeah. 10. Still, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And then there's all the people associated with that. So right. this is pretty big deal for them. And they're probably a city in Canaan where there's other cities. Right. And they're and like in that city state. They're probably not competition. Huge. Right. So yeah, this is a big deal. Right. I mean, it's a weird time. Yeah. So there's not like free markets like we think now. <laughs> not a ton of trade. So this right. is probably I might actually be circumcised for this if I'm thinking about it. Like yeah. there's a lot of wealth here. Well but to tell you, it would be a bad decision if you did. Because yeah. I'll tell you what happens next. <laughs> Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> so three days later. Which apparently <clears throat> is the worst time after getting a um, circumcision. Apparently, three days after. From what I understand, I, I worse than like this, right immediately after. <laughs> right. So I researched some commentary, and the pain of being circumcised is apparently the worst it is at the third day of really? circumcision. Yeah. Which I don't know why. I mean, maybe well, like it's probably it's like because like, scabs. You know, when yeah. things start to scab, it really becomes right. annoying. Yeah. yeah. And maybe no. in the and maybe in the beginning, Seriously, like it's yeah. almost like <laughs> Jameson's got a lot. You said that from like a lot of experience with scabs. <laughs> when when were you circumcised? <laughs> I'm still considering. No, it. I just remember. <laughs> I just remember always telling the kids, "Don't pick the scabs because it just makes it worse." Right, you know? right. It's kind of like, they're minute. annoying. So is everyone here circumcised? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> oh, I am. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Better if you weren't. Uh, it would have yeah. been amazing. <laughs> um, all right, so so the third day they're at their worst pain. Yeah, I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is like maybe when you first get it done, you're almost like in shock and it's numb, but then that wears off and then that's you're just valid. Yeah, purely healing and that's like the worst side. But I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, wounds tend to get sore after a while, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like there's like almost like immediately like oh my god, and then it's like almost like you can't feel anything. Right. It's just like yeah. shocking and then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So while they're in that state and they're in their worst part, now the brothers who have been extremely angry and filled with rage. Now, th- this is the craziest part of the story almost to me, as crazy as the story is. There's too, so many parts to it. But two of the ten brothers, Simon and Levi. Simeon. Simeon. Simeon sorry, Simeon and Levi, um, <laughs> which is 
like not a lot of people, right? Two. Even That's if we said two right, dudes, two, two dudes. Two Do you think they had like their servants and stuff with them? I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it's not clear. Right, it's yeah, not clear. Maybe. Listen, so, I don't want to give anything away, but I kind of thought of the Boondock Saints. Like these uh, were the original Boondock Saints. Nice. You're right up Josh's alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like square in his wheelhouse right. with Boondock Saints. <laughs> All right, so so those two brothers, they decide this is their time to get their vengeance. So they go to the city, you know, which, like we said, we have no idea how many people, but I would guess to be considered a city, even back then, it's got to be a couple hundred people, a couple hundred men. They come into the city with their swords and kill every male in the entire city. That's outrageous. put them to the sword. That is crazy. I try to think about this. Like, I get, like, how bad it must feel, the pain of, like, you know, I mean, I don't totally get it, right? Because it happened when I was a little kid and I don't remember it all. But a circumcision, the idea of being like seriously wounded like that and a lot of pain. But to think like how many, like if, if you're like a hundred people who are wounded that bad, you can't fight off two people. But then right. maybe if no one knows and they come in one at a yeah, time and just walk night, into one house, one house at a time and just put them to the sword they, and kill them. Are they quiet? Like the women are quiet while they walk into the house and kill the men? I don't know. Can I, can I offer back? a theory? Yes, I would love yes, it. Yes, please they were offer in a theory. such agony. They were like, I wish someone would just <laughs> kill me. Yeah. They're like, thank God you're here. They just like help them out and do it. And, like open up their neck. Like just cut my I head don't know off, why like, we decided this, this is the yeah, right. worst decision ever. God, I it's hate It's not Shechem. worth it. Not worth the economics. Shechem, They're like, let me help you stab Shechem asshole. and then you can kill me. <laughs> See, I agree with that if it's like a gunshot to the head, but like a yeah, sword right. death I, sounds no, terrible. Right. It, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just take the head off. Boom. <laughs> All right. Wait, the, back really of the swords <laughs> back then, I feel like they probably weren't that sharp. So it's just like, hack, hack. Well, like that was up. probably like uh, the circumcision, too. That's a good point. They don't have like uh, if their scalpels, swords, right? If their swords weren't sharp. Yeah, right, then neither was yeah, they don't. They cut. don't have a moil. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to know For those that don't know what a moil is, this is the Jewish individual that circumcises male Jewish children. Yes. That's a moil. I just want to know if they had their jeans on. Le- Levi. <laughs> can we cut that? <laughs> Actually, can we not cut that, but leave in that I asked to cut it? <laughs> we got to leave in the, the yeah. cricket. I got to put some crickets in there. <laughs> that would be funny. Please do gonna... a cricket sound effect. That would be so good. I'll just make you all look like you didn't know. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. All right. So yeah. So the two brothers come in. They put every man to the sword in the town. Kill everybody in it. All the men in it. Um, which again just seems like crazy. But also maybe Simeon and Levi were like like the the badass warriors of the ten brothers. Maybe they're the older would too. Maybe and that's they're... a crazy thing. So um, so Leah. Yeah. At this point, it had three sons: Reuben, Simeon, Levi. Reuben does not participate in this. Right. So I thought it was after she had after she had had her sixth son, she had Dinah. Was it Issa? So there's Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Benjamin. No, Benjamin's the youngest. Benjamin's oh, after yeah. Joseph. Yeah, right, right. Google. Anyway, it's just crazy. For, so there's since Eric's not here. Yo Google. Yo Google. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right. So for those listening, our tens of listeners. Yes, which is look generous. It, look it up. 
I think... So the point is, Leah had more sons, but only Simeon and Levi are the ones that do this. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So those two those two go in, they kill everybody. Now, the rest of the brothers show up afterwards with the next phase of the screw you to Shechem is they decide, they're now they show up and they say, oh, look, all the men are dead. Let's steal everything out of their houses, loot everything they own, and take their women and children with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so they, take their women. What do you think right. that means? Uh, it means rape them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the heck, man? Yes. So it's pretty crazy. But they do it. They go in. They take everybody out. And then Jacob is like, whoa, you guys have really overreacted to this. Dial it back. You've gone way too far. (laughs) Like, listen, we're in this land. Like you mentioned, we're in this land of, like, other people. And there's all these other towns and other other tribes. And we're kind of outsiders. And if they find out that we killed all these people, did all this thing, they're going to be mad. And they're going to, like, gang up on us together and kill all of us. And those brothers are kind of like, what? You just want us to let your daughter get defiled? And, you know, we're here for, for honor. And I guess Jacob kind of just goes along with it. And, um, well, what and, choice and, and does he end, have? Right. I mean, it's already done, right? Yeah. Well, so wait, to be fair, he does go along with it. But when they go to Egypt and Jacob gives the blessings, mm-hmm. Simeon and Levi get less blessings than the other sons. So Simeon. Oh. Yeah. So Levi is the priestly class. Right. But Simeon and, and those that are listening are going to need to look this up. But Simeon. I don't think, I think they get less land committed to them than the other tribes because of what they've done here, because of what they did where they overreacted. Interesting. Yeah. So Jacob remembers this and Simeon and Levi get a diminished blessing. Interesting. Yeah. I did not realize that. So there is some, okay. So, so there's some consequences to this because Simeon and Levi freaking overreacted. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. then that's where. I Although, think- and this is where, where it's like they overreacted. I mean, rape's a big deal, which yes. is why there's, there's interpretation involved in whether it was actually rape or not. Right. And so that's where I think I, I, so I struggled. And so to me, that was a couple of takeaways quick at my, my view as the storyteller at a high level. And let's, we'll open it up to the broader sure. discussion. But, sure. um, one was this, this response of like, there's a, there's a sense of justice in this, which is as a reader and, and a, and a person. And especially someone with sisters and daughters, I was like cheering on one hand for the justice of Simeon and Levi to come in and kill these guys who raped the woman, right? If that's what happened. And so you're like, yes. Yeah. You know, and at the same sure. time though, yeah. it's kinda like, well, wait a minute, why'd they kill everybody when just Shechem did this? <laughs> and then so yeah, there's yeah. like there's like a pullback a little bit, like that seems like a little too much. But then also to the point of like, you know, we try to look back at this and and try to what are we what are we taking from these stories with a kind of a whole uh, kind of a Christ view, like a New Testament view of things, you know, and something that I've always struggled with in, um, in my faith even is this like challenge between, so you have this sense of justice, which is good in the sense that they went out and punished the guy who, 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 you know, maybe, you know, raped this woman. And that's like, seems like a good thing. But then you have like Jesus and, and talk of like love for your enemies and turn the other cheek and a lot of sort of almost passive kind of language. And to me, I'm like, that's what some of the things I wrestle with, like the difference between like me personally taking sort of abuse and allowing to be like kind of, you know, like my enemies, praying for my enemies, or whatever, people who like persecute me and or, or who are against me versus my defense of the weak. Right. And so this idea of like what I like about this is like, you know, Dinah 
if she's just a woman who goes to hang out with some other women and gets taken and raped by this prince and he thinks he can just buy his way out of it, which is also like kind of like a modern parallel. If you look at it that way. Right, right. If you read it that way. way, Then there's this great sense of justice that no, like her family rises up and punishes and kills him for that. And I feel like people should stand up for those weak people who are, you know, being oppressed and who can't speak for themselves or can't defend themselves. And, but, but that's always something I struggled with Christianity. And that's why I like have a hard time with the, you know, I feel like, you know, as a society, we've said, well, there's certain kinds of violence that are okay, but that's not clear to me in the reading of the New Testament. It's more like, it's just the most sort of most palatable way to have a civilization that we just justify it and i struggle with is that really like what god wants or is god's view really like take your suffering on earth it'll be fine you'll be in heaven later and everything will be great and like don't worry about it but then it's like sure take my suffering but i should stand up for those who who are being persecuted and oppressed and and you know that's different than sort of being willing to take your own abuse i don't know right so that's my kind of <clears throat> top level views and thinking is that struggle well, so, between love for your enemies justice i mean and this this takes place Vengeance is mine, say that. prior to uh, enslavement in Egypt, right? Correct. Yeah. And before God brings the Israelites out of Egypt. Right. Across the Red Sea. Before, like, the real full law, all that kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. They, they haven't really received the Ten Commandments. Right. They, haven't, they, have a, they haven't barely have a covenant. gotten any of that stuff yet. If anything, they have the Noahic covenant, I think it's called, which is, like, yes. there's, like, very few rules after... Yeah. Um, after the flood, which is like, if you kill somebody, you'll get killed. Yeah, it was more eye for an eye, yeah, tooth yeah. for a tooth. Yeah, type but of not deal. even at that level. I think it's like there's only like six or seven rules that like lays out after Noah. Yeah. That are applied to kind of the non-Jewish people. Yeah. That's yeah. So, so they're about. not really living by rules that I mean, right. they're living by rules that God laid out. Right. Kind of. Right. In, in, a, in a sense. Stuff, right. Yeah. In a sense, but it's more just like, hey, be a decent human being. Right. Like, do some sacrifices to make atonement for your sins. Like, at a very base level, that seemed to exist all the way back to Cain and Abel, right? Yeah. And, you know, recognize God as your Lord and sort of do things that he would like. But that's hard to know because there's no long, huge set of rules. Right. right? So, they're just sort right. of going from their gut on what's right. Right. Which which makes me wonder why Joseph had such a qualm about it. About what? Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Sorry. Why Jacob... Had was so upset that his sons did this. Right. Well, from what I'm looking here, supposedly Shechem was a geographically located center part of Israel. There was like three major travel routes that passed through this area. So it wasn't like some outpost or right. so it was a major travel area. Um, Jacob even dug a well that's supposedly still there today. Huh. Shechem shows up several times in the Bible, but I think. Yeah. But it uh, it says Jacob wanted to spend time and teach his sons lessons at the place that carried a lot of spiritual meaning for his family. So Shechem, um, I guess, in the history of it, was a spiritual place for Jacob, and that's maybe one of the reasons why he wanted to stay there in that in that region, you know. And he was willing to accept, uh, you know, the offering of well, if you guys. You get circumcised that will will blend our families together, type thing. That's a good point. Like maybe Jacob could have even believed his sons when they made the offer. 
like, go get circumcised, and this will all work out. And he was like, okay, this is all going to work out. Right. And then meanwhile, yeah, I the think two so. of them went yeah, off on yeah, their own and I like, so, actually, yeah. we're going to go ahead and take vengeance into our own hands here. Right. right. Well, yeah. I think in the in the story, in the Bible, it actually says the brothers were deceitful. Yes. That's yeah. the point. And it so it doesn't say include Jacob. Exa- right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, Jacob might have been pissed about it. Right. You know? Yeah, maybe he was. He might have even had more of a distant sense of like, I got at this point ten ki- ten sons. I don't know, maybe twenty five daughters at this point. Like, yeah, who knows? Yeah. They don't keep track of that, right? right? And he's just like, uh, okay, that I'm not happy that happened, but hey, maybe they'll be the best of all, all all things here. We can join in with these people and have a good thing. But also, this might be one of those weird events, right? Where you know God uses a bad thing to achieve His good end, which is like their response ensures that the bloodline from Abraham is not diluted by intermarriage with the Shechem people. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? I like, see that. I see that. Otherwise, they would have said, yeah, we're going to settle down with these people and intermarry, and it would have been like, who's the Jewish people and who, or who are the Israelite Hebrew sort of descendants, and who are the the Shechemites, and it wouldn't have been then the whole Egypt and everything, and it would have changed the story kind of for everything. True. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we can look back at the past with 2020 vision. True, true. Uh, and do a lot of, like, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? So, I mean, it, this is an interpretation of it. And it says, you know, Dinah did not simply go into Shechem to to look at the daughters of the land, I mean, to hanging out with the, the other women of Shechem. She, she got deeply involved with the other Shechemite girls in order to get to know them well and wanted to learn about their culture and music and celebrations. And she was definitely enjoying spending time, but they were pagan people. And then they were keeping with a festival. And so she might have, like, kind of gotten involved in a kind of a wrong crowd of sorts, you know. Mm. And, you know, kind of that kind of leads a lends a different kind of flavor to the story of of how things kind of ended up evolving. Right, which that's where I get conflicted because your point, it's like on one hand, you know, and again, I don't really, I don't get rape, but it's like the, if if he just outright just like snatches her up and forces himself on her, then all the behavior afterwards of him like quote unquote falling in love with her and wanting to marry her and being willing to like go to all ends in order to make this right now with her family, like those things don't seem to jive to me. So it seems like, more likely or not more likely but a possibility that it was more like it was sort of an illicit relationship that then led to the her defiling and sort of the the social way and then he wanted to kind of make up for it and then it's like even more like well then the brothers definitely overreacted if that's the place and you what i wonder is dinah like why did you just kill my boyfriend you know what i mean and all of his family and then forced me to go back to this like with you guys and like like and i've seen that sort of thing before right where like the there's like a woman whose brothers are the oppressors on her yeah. like forcing her in a certain yeah. way and preventing her from having the life she wants and stuff like that yeah but not only that but she's now not a virgin right and not desirable and she doesn't have a husband to, right yeah. and everything like that right so yeah. like who back in the Canaanite family or in the Jacob family's kind of descendants are going to marry her you know, right like, yeah. yeah and and God might not have won I mean since the Shechemites were pagan like God might not have wanted Jacob's family to become part of that. Mm. And so that might have kind of what led the story to what ended up happening. To It was to protect his people. 
But I, I think right. that that any way you look at what happened to Dinah, what we really what what we get out of the story is what her brothers took out of the story. Right. You know. Right. It seems like they didn't ask her for her opinion. And, yeah, it, and it, it doesn't, doesn't really come matter. The story, right? I mean, it it matters. Yeah, what happened to her? But it's it's really about how her brothers reacted to what happened right. to her, or how they perceived whether it, it was right. uh, exactly you know, consensual, yeah, yeah. amicable, whatever. Right. Yeah, they they took it very poorly. Right. So uh, the point I made earlier about Jacob, so he almost curses his sons for this. So when he's when he's when they go to Egypt. And he's giving the blessings to the children. He says, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Hmm. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger, so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. So when they... So, so this is when they're going down to Egypt. So this is... Post Joseph, brothers reconciling, right? Family, family going to yeah. Egypt, and basically Jacob is about to die in Egypt, and give the blessing. And when they get to the promised land, so Levi is the priestly class, right. so they don't have any particular they, property. They don't no get, land, their right. inheritance is not land; it's it's being able to to be in the presence of God. Right. And then Simeon, I believe, is um. They actually don't have a particular property of land either. They are itinerant, so they move around. And so it's it's pretty clear that Jacob has a problem with what they did. Right. And some of the interpretations I've read, so and this is pretty in depth, but so there's so the whole idea of the Old Testament is there's a, there's a theory that Moses wrote it down, but it's based it's based on oral tradition, mm-hmm. and there's different oral traditions. So there's a, and I might mess this up. So EDF or whatever thing. Yeah, something like that. So anyone who's listening, look it up. But there's like a Yeshuic tradition and an Elohimic tradition, and it's basically this story is 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 combining the two, and. And the way they interpret between which interpretation they're using that Moses is using to combine all these stories together is, and why they use Yeshua. So there's the, there's the reference to God as Yeshua. There's the reference to God as Elohim. So So Yahweh and Elohim? Yeah. Yahweh. Thank you. Yeshua, I think is Yeshua is Jesus and Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Yahweh and Elohimic. So basically, he's combining two stories. So the Yahweh, and let's, we need to make sure it's in context. And this is why we're going to have the disclaimer at the beginning is there's not really a Hebrew reference for rape. So the, so one interpretation may interpret it as rape. The other may interpret it as seduction, Hmm. which is, I mean, if you think of, the characteristics of a rapist, it doesn't match with Shechem. Right. Right. Shechem is, is he's all about Dinah. Yeah. Which, he loves her. Which doesn't match with a right. rapist, which is very strange. Yeah. And so there's, there's interpretations. So anyway, there's, there's, so Moses is combining basically different oral traditions to make a comprehensive history of the Jewish people. 
he's trying to combine two stories in one. And so there may be one interpretation as rape, one interpretation as not rape. And, and then there's the kind of dissonance, I guess, of, of they kill all the men and then they take the women for themselves. Right. Which turns around to just like, they just did, the which same is thing. basically the same thing, right, right? Which doesn't make sense. So, so this is, this is a very difficult story. So there's almost a racial element to it. So maybe in Simeon and Levi were upset because Dina slept with someone that was not of their people. Oh, right. I feel and like it's a little bit like um, West Side Story. <laughs> like maybe there's a little bit of a Sharks and the Jets sort of thing. When you're a jet, you're always a <laughs> like jet. where the guys get mad that the woman is interested in the other person who is the other yeah. racial group. Yeah. Right, which is also like, right, we, so everyone's seen that, right, if they're honest, right? Where people like... There's one thing, you know, brothers especially, but it's like when a when a woman dates outside of their race often or ethnicity, it's often their own race or ethnicity who gets really upset about that because they feel like, oh, you're like turning against or whatever, like in a yeah. sort of, in an old sort of thinking. Well, um, I mean, from more of what I've been reading, it sounds like the Shechemites were kind of a party people, um, pagan party, like to have a good time. And so I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe Simeon and Levi felt like they had the power of God behind them, justifying kind of what they were doing because these people were probably in their eyes like sinners, and and because they were pagan and and worshiping gods, you know, that weren't the true God, and so maybe they felt like, well. I think God would be behind us if we went and did this because of what they, they took advantage of our sister. You know, she was, she's, she'd been hanging out with them a lot and getting to know them and kind of partying with them. And, and, uh, you know, we, they probably didn't like that and felt that, you know, they took advantage of the situation and they, they might have just been justified and felt that God would be behind them if they went in. And slaughtered them all. I don't know. But I would say this, your story you've relayed about Jacob shows that Jacob didn't feel that way. Yeah, Jacob that, didn't yeah. agree with that. So I don't know who's right, whether right. Simeon or Levi. So, Well, Jacob Jacob being the deceiver, I, I have a hard time understanding how he can have a hard time with how they dealt with it. Like, Well, true. I mean, as a well, father, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I mean, yeah. I, would, I would be like the brothers. Like, if this happened to my daughter i mean right. I, I wouldn't be like oh yeah i think we can find a way to deal with this properly you know right. and, and but, but at the like, same time I, i'd be like, like the brothers and be just like okay we're all we're and i've been a brother of sisters where i felt like that too where it's like you're like on one hand you're like what no but then it's like but then it's like your sister actually like maybe cares about that person and loves them and then you're like oh <laughs> wait a minute like yeah <laughs> maybe i'm the asshole <laughs> <laughs> i've been there right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Haven't we all? Right. So then it's like, oh, okay. So I know what you mean. Like, it's hard. I mean, that's why it's so nuanced. And they don't really, there's not enough in the text to know for sure. Like, what are they, what's really happening? Yeah. I mean, this, this says, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess a Hebrew word, ra or something that Moses uses and translated, it means saw. It says, so uh, Shechem saw Dinah and, and tried to, understand her and, and get to know her sort of like uh david saw bathsheba right yeah yeah, yeah. and it and it says it, 
It's probable that she had been often and freely mixing in society of the place and that being a simple and experienced woman had been flattered by the attention of the ruler's son. And the hard reality, God wants us to understand that we all live in a dangerous world, difficult for young adults. And if we entangle ourselves in the spirit of this world or with people of this world, we will be defiled often, often physically and always spiritually. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's there's not a Hebrew word for rape, which is in some sense condemning a Hebrew culture. <laughs> True. Because they, they don't <laughs> have, it that. have that concept. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also in the story, we've we've sussed out that Dinah's opinion is not put into this. So there's a no, possibility. So there's a possibility that it was actually seduction, not rape. And we look at Shechem's behavior, which doesn't fit what we know about a profile of a rapist. So there's a possibility that it was all about the kind of social constructs around, like, you must marry someone from our culture or our our people, Israel, and not these foreigners of Shechem. And so it creates this really difficult situation for Dinah. And then Jacob saying that Simeon and Levi overreacted. So there's a lot of pieces here. So so clearly from from our modern standpoint, this is not as we would think about it, right? So we would not react in the way that Simeon and Levi would, clearly, unless it was actually rape. I mean, maybe if it was rape, we would act that way. But right. Jacob seems clearly to show that it was that it was something different than that. I right. don't know. Nobody knows. Dinah's thoughts. Yeah, right. they didn't it's care not in ask. there. Right. Yeah. They didn't ask her or they There's, even if they did, they didn't write it down. Right. We don't we don't have that information. So we don't know what Dinah was thinking. Right. So I was reading an like an interpretation on a like Jewish woman's like website that sort of suggests this idea that this the story is really about conflict about intermarriage outside the Jewish culture. What's that what what was that website called? Was, Jewish women's website? JWA Jewish Women's Archive.org. Really? Really, yeah. Wow, that's awesome that you found that. Yeah. How did I you mean, find that? I do research about Dinah wow, and That's Hebrew. impressive. So, I take my job seriously on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, anyway, the Jewish woman's website suggests, like, this idea. It's about intermarriage, the conflict with intermarriage, and where they sort of interpret both Dinah and Jacob as having kind of a permissive view of, like, hey, let's interact with this other culture because it seems like they're being friendly and we're getting along yeah, yeah. Mm. and there's like an opportunity space here. But the brothers are like, no, we will not intermarry. And then we're going to treat this as a rape and act yeah. like in a in a very negative And then manner. they so then, kill all of the males and take their women. Right. And it's like, and then, <laughs> yeah. Right. Which, and then, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Maybe they just bring them along and let them live with them. And the kids, man. I might have just left the kids. I mean, <laughs> no, no. That's I mean, cold. I... <laughs> <laughs> There's actually Jewish law around that. And here's the crazy thing. So as as much as we talk about how this is not progressive, but Jewish law is pretty progressive for the time. So the the treatment of, of women that are captured in battle, which maybe this counts, I don't know. Right. And of children is different than how other nations would treat them. Right. So again, we got to put it in context of the time. So it's progressive for the time but not progressive for our time. Right. Yeah. And because maybe, so maybe they didn't bring them in and then also rape those women because maybe 
they really believe in this separation physically, but maybe they bring them in and, and they marry them off to their servants or whatever, right? I mean, there's lots of options that could have come from that, right? Well, Jacob was married to Leah and Rachel. Right. And One then there's was... then there's concubines that right. Rachel's was like, sleep with my concubine because... Right. Because that's an extension of me as a woman. A and she'll give yeah. you the kid, right? And all, yeah. Which is crazy, but... Yeah. Which is crazy to us, but at the time, yeah, I mean, I guess... So, so let's not pretend that <laughs> women were seen as on equal footing right, as men, right? Because that was not the case. True, but at the time, Jewish culture was probably more progressive than the other cultures around them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I think my takeaway from the story: Party if we shots, get into takeaways, yeah, we, yeah. Um, yes, let's do that. Takeaways is an important part of the it yes, is. Yes. Show. So my, my takeaway, I think, really comes down to um, don't don't act until you got every side of the story. They didn't really – it doesn't seem like they asked Dinah how she felt about everything. They just kind of took matters into their own hands yeah. and acted pretty rashly, in my opinion. Yeah, like I have the impression Dinah, like, this whole time is is in the house of Shechem. Like she slept with him and then stayed, or he raped or whatever happened. Yeah, right, because they there. they get her right, and because they, they go kill, kill everybody. everybody, they take her away. Like she's yeah. been in the household the whole time, right? Either under captivity or like waiting for her husband, you know, like because mm. she's like finally marrying that she- Shechem priest uh, yeah. prince. Whatever, sorry. Yeah, that's that's all. Yes, that's all, I agree yeah. with the don't jump to conclusions. And yeah. to me, part of my takeaway was this wrestling between like justice and and love for your enemies, and so. But I think the important part is to keep mercy in the forefront, and that's what Shechem and Levi failed to do, is the recognize Simeon. Simeon's, thank you. Simeon and Levi failed to do, is when they come in with the, like, I want to exact God's vengeance or my vengeance or whatever. Boondock Saints. Right, Boondock Saints-wise, even though there's, like, a part of us that that champions that because we, like God, want to see punishment for sin – we often forget that we're just as deserving of that punishment. So we're so we should, the same way we want grace. We should look for grace in our enemies, which is easy for me to say, and I'm not great at it. Um, but anyway, I think that's part of the takeaway. Is like, and and it goes to what you brought up, Brett, which I didn't even know was, which was there is repercussions later for them by overreacting with such sort of violence and zealous response, you know, and that that should be tempered a little bit by grace and mercy. I just learned to keep my daughters away from Shechem. (laughs) (laughs) True. It seems pretty clear that there's, at least from Jacob's blessing, that there was an overaction by Simeon and Levi. Right. And it goes to Proverbs. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? I mean, there's a recognition that violence begets more violence. It's not good. Yeah. Sorry. I mean to cut you off. You don't mean to be sorry. I got nothing else to add. All right. Well. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bible on the Rocks. (laughs) And that's a wrap. I'm out. (laughs) Cut. And cut. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, And circumcision. Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinkey, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, and Jameson Stubbs. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. 
finally, be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. She's the introvert's extrovert and talks to people so you don't have to. For now, this has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.